0: So let's continue on the second part of our four-part series on how to win in Din. Last week we spoke about the uh, perhaps most famous Eitzah that the Sifri Musa bring about how to bim b'din, and that's to be yourself to a tzibor. If a person is able to figure out a way to get into the bloodstream of Klal Yisrael, that means uh, a person who is indispensable to the needs of Klal Yisrael and thereby attains the status of an Ishtziburiya public figure, a public uh, servant. Then he would be part of the guarantee that Tzibur that uh, Klal Yisrael as a whole never dies, and therefore, as an individual, you wouldn't die either because you're part of the whole. Today we're going to discuss another Eitzah, another method that's suggested in these t- days to be menatzeach bedin. We know that there's a Mishnah in Pirkei Avos that says, Havedan eskal ha'adam l'kavskos A person is supposed to judge every man favorably. And... So the Sifrei Mussar immediately take this Mishnah and Avis and they say, hey, this is another great suggestion in what to do this time of year in order to show the Rabbi Shleilam that we really uh, want to be able to be victorious in Din. Because if a person is able to be done other people, a Kav if we 're able to look at other people and judge them favorably, and that 's that word judge is used very deliberately. We are all judges whatever uh, whatever we see somebody else, we immediately size them up and we 're basically judging them you know there's uh, sometimes you get criticism you 're being very judgmental. What does that mean you 're being judgmental it means that you 're judging people. you see somebody right away, you pass in what type of person that other person is, and that 's um, that's just a human thing. We all do that. We all see people and we right away think that we hopped his mahos or her just by uh, just by seeing them. We're able to say, oh, this person is uh, smart, not smart, cool, not cool, uh, from, not from, and we don't really know anything about the other person. It's just our own superficial first impression, and we judge immediately. And as soon as we do that, we're judges. There's a whole book written on... On this subject, and by Rabbi Henech Teller, and I love the title of this book. It's an old book, I don't know if it's in print anymore, but um, it's called Courtrooms of the Mind. I always thought that was such a great title, because that's really what we're doing. We have a courtroom in our mind, our brain is a courtroom, and whoever comes into the courtroom, when they come into our vision we're immediately judging them. That's just what we do. It doesn't mean that we're bad people. It just means that we're human people, that we right away figure, you know, what do we think about this person when we see them? Or what do we, see, what do we think about them when we see people that we know already doing certain things? Now all of a sudden we have to size them up once again. I remember, I was once sitting in a, in a car... Um, in my car outside of uh like the pizza store on Main Street by the movie theater, and it was at night and um, and uh you know so people i guess couldn 't see me sitting in the car, I was waiting for my kids to to get some pizza and There were two guys from yeshiva, very nice guys, and they went right into the movie theater right in front of me and you know, so here, all of a sudden, I had a, uh, I had a uh, a courtroom in my mind, like, what, you know, Mitzvah Re'achad, you know, it seems very obvious that they're going into the movie theater, and, you know, so do I look at them from now on different, or maybe they need the bathroom, maybe they wanted to get some, uh, some soda, maybe they wanted to get some, uh, you know, whatever they sell in a movie theater, I don't know, but that's, you right away have to judge. And, and, and now, the next time I see these guys, I, I, I really don't even remember who they were, I really don't. But next time I would theoretically see these guys, you know, do I immediately have a new perspective on them? I thought that they were some, a, a certain type, and now I see they're a different type. And, and how does that change my perspective of them? The Mishnah is coming to tell you that you have to be done everybody, the initial reaction to everybody that you see should always be given the benefit of the doubt. Say, even though it sounds like very far-fetched, yeah, they're going into the movie theater to use the bathroom, why don't they go, you know, you could ask a million questions in Pirah you know, why can't they get their soda you know, in the pizza store? Why can't they go to the bathroom in the pizza store? Why would they need to? But you have to be done, the doesn't mean you have to be naive, But maybe in a way you do have to be a little naive, and that is what the Torah expects from us, to be, when it comes to other people, to judge them favorably. We all know that Mishnah, but what we might not know is that Reb Chaim says that if we activate that Mishnah now, during Elul and during Hashanah and Kippur time, now, all of a sudden, it's an amazing ticket, a golden ticket to be menatzeiach b'din, because, after all, isn't that what we want the rabbinu shalom to do for us? Don't we want the rabbinu shalom to judge us favorably? That's the whole point. That's why we're sitting here, right? We want to, get, we want to win in din. We want to be able to be judged by the rabbinu shalom in a favorable light. And we know that everything works mida k'neged mida. So the more that we're able to judge other human beings... In a favorable light, if we're able to really take this Mishnah very seriously in this day, and we should always take it seriously, but especially now, this is a great trick to be <laughs> if we show the Rabbi Yishrael that we're judging other people favorably. So, plain and simple, Mida midah, Mida, Hakkadah will in Din judge us favorably. And he will say that, you know, we too. Have ample excuses or he'll make excuses up for us for our behavior so as whereas you know maybe something could be perceived in one of two different ways, and maybe it really leans towards the guilty way, but maybe because we were done other people ourselves in a positive light, even though we could have also looked at it negatively, but we're going to judge them positively, Proch could also take those you know those indecisive um, Actions that he sees. The, when I say that, I mean, I mean an action that's not clear. Those ambiguous actions and judge them in a favorable light. This is what Reb Chaim and others use as one of the suggested things to do nowadays. To be menatzeich. But then, if you want to look it up, it's in Siches uh, Musar Sicha Chav Ches in Tavshin Lamid Gimel. Let's talk about this midah being done as kol adam a little bit. If you notice, the the lashon in the mishnah is not the simple lashon that you would assume the mishnah to say. The mishnah should say, "Have a es kol adam You should judge every man favorably, whoever it is that you see—adults uh, and children and, and people from all walks of life. Judge everybody favorably. The Mishnah doesn't say The Mishnah says, HaVidan eskal ha'adam. With the Hei HaYidiyah, the man, eskal ha'adam, the entirety of man, l'kapshah. So it doesn't mean all men. It doesn't mean every human being. It might imply that as well. But what the Mishnah is coming to tell us is something additional here when it uses that one letter, A. And that is that when you're judging, if you want to trick to understanding how to judge people in a positive light. Like, why should I? I saw it plain and simple. I saw what the guy did. You know, <laughs> what am I, I should be blind? I should, I should ignore what I saw? I saw the person doing something that was wrong. I saw the person doing an avira right before my eyes. I saw the person acting in a way that was inappropriate. I saw the person in trouble with the law. Uh, what, what do you want? I mean, I, I saw it. What, what, what's to judge? Uh, judge favorably? How, how could I judge him favorably? I saw it clear as day that that person did something very wrong. So what the Mishnah is telling you is, and Etzah had to a, had a get around that initial thinking, and that is that you have to judge people favorably Because you have no idea what that person is really all about. You have no idea what that person is going through. You have no idea what that person's background is. You have no idea what the pressures that that person has. Yeah, if you judge everybody, you know, as being, everybody's perfect. You know, everybody's expected to have a perfect pedigree, a perfect background, a perfect chinuch, a perfect family life, a perfect financial situation. And so if that person's perfect, now he's fallen short, of that perf- perfect you know, picture that you expected, now you can start judging him because you know, he's, he's fallen short. But you have to be done, when you're judging somebody else, it's important to take the entirety of man into perspective, and you don't have that perspective because you have no idea of what anyone is going through. Just like I have no idea what you're going through in your personal life because it's very personal, I have no idea what, you know, what really is going on, you know, within your family life, how your parents are, are, you know, what's going on with your parents, what's going on with your friends, what's going on inside of you, what kind of uh, physical um, challenges you might have, what kind of emotional challenges, what psychological challenges. I mean, you know, I'd have to spend, you know, a hundred years studying everything to really know another person perfectly. You don't know me either. Just like I don't know you, you don't know me. And so how dare we judge one another without knowing the entire gamut of what that person is going through. And if we are judging somebody else, then that's an unfair judgment because you can't possibly ever get to the bottom of a human being. So automatically, yes, I saw this person and this person did something terribly wrong. But do you know what precipitated that? Maybe the person... Just had a fight with somebody, and that's why he acted in a very angry and gruff way. Maybe he's not having an uh, easy time with his wife, Shalom Bayez. Maybe one of his kids uh, did something terrible that morning, or maybe he got into an accident. Maybe uh, you know, maybe financially he's really who knows what, and that's what caused him to to steal. You don't know what's going on, and so you don't have the ability to judge anybody because you're you know that's that's something that that's not. In your purview and so how dare we judge other people only the rabbinic really knows what's going on fully and that's why by the way the pasach says <speaking in Spanish> when it comes to the his judgment is perfect because he's able to see the bird's eye view of everything so when he judges he's able to get it perfectly right a human judge can't that's the problem with 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 human courts because they don't know, you know, if, I, if a judge is judging me for, let's say, a petty larceny or, or for doing something that was wrong or, uh, you know, vandalism or whatever, he doesn't know everything that, that, that happened before that and after that. He just judges based on what he sees and, and he throws the book at the person or he doesn't, but it's all, it's all God. It doesn't really have any reality. But HaKadosh Baruch when he's judging, he takes everything in mind. You Salante has a famous thing that he will not judge a person. Let's say he deserve, Let's say the person deserves to die. But HaKadosh Baruch sees that if he dies, then he's going to leave a wife that's an almana. He's going to leave kids that are yisayimim, and they don't deserve to be punished. So he's going to keep this person alive. Now, a human judge, if yeah, if the person deserves to die, he'll kill him. He can't take in mind all of the ripple effects that happen. He just has to judge based on what it is. So, for human beings to be judges is really difficult. By definition, we can't really perfectly judge other people. That's the first step in being don lekhavshus. Don't ever think when I saw it, when you, you saw it, what you saw is nothing. You didn't. You saw a fraction of a fraction of what the big picture is, and you're already, you know, pulling out your, you know, your your gavel and judging against them. That's not fair. You don't know what he went through. You know, there's a famous story with Rav Shach. Um, Rav Shach was, a, uh, was the Rashiva of Panovich, and he was, but beyond that, he was the Gadol Adar and all, he was the Rosh Yeshivas. they used to call him. He was the head of all the other yeshivas and all the Rosh Yeshivas in Eretz Yisrael and beyond. They were machnia themselves before him. They, they, he was like the last, he was their Matumim. If you ever needed to make a major decision, they would go to Rav Shach to confer first before they do it. So there was a group of, Rosh Yeshiva, and a Menal, and a and they came to, from a different Yeshiva in Eretz Israel, they came to Rav Shach, and they said to Rav Shach, you know, there was a boy in the dormitory uh, that was smoking on Shabbos, and he was caught smoking on Shabbos, and, you know, we want to kick him out of the Yeshiva, but before we do so, uh, we wanted to just consult with Rashiva Yeshiva, make sure that, uh, you know, that that's, the right decision, because it's, you know, it's Dinei and it's not so simple to throw a boy at Yeshiva. We wanted to just get the green light from Rav Shach. So Rav Shach sits and thinks about it for a minute, and he says, what is, uh, what's the matzah with his parents at home? So what, what do you mean? Do his parents have Shalom Bayis? I don't know. We have four hundred guys in yeshiva. How am I supposed to know if uh, if his parents have shalom bias? Uh, we don't know. Okay. Um, do you know anything about the parents' financial matzav? Do you know how uh, is the father making a respectable parnasa? Uh, we don't know. I mean, you know, they pay their tuition or they on whatever. We, I don't know. We have no idea. And do you know anything about this boy's temperament? Do you know anything about his, uh, you know, psychologically? Is he healthy? Is he stable? Is he in a good place? Uh, you know, like, uh, they, they didn't really know. So if Shach gets up, he basically, you know, if Shach was, like, very old and very bent over, and he gets up to the, his full height, stands up, and he takes out his finger... And he points at this august group of rabbaim. Reutzchim, Murderers, he accused them. He says, You have no idea about anything about their back about this boy's background, and you're throwing him out of Yeshiva, you're passing the infashis without doing any research, you're just being judging him off the bat as if they're, as if every bacher is just a cookie cutter. And we're all just numbers in your system, and, and you have no idea what, maybe something precipitated. Go back to your yeshiva, do a little research, and then come back to me. And then we'll rediscuss it. And then you'll decide whether you could throw him out of yeshiva and, and you know, send them, you know, kick him into the street. They went back to yeshiva, and they rolled up their sleeves, actually did as much research as human beings could do. And they Taka found that a week before this Misa, that this boy was smoking in the dormitory on Shabbos, the father had lost his job, and they had no, you know, the Parnassa was very, very schwach. As a result of the fact that the Parnassa was very schwach, um, the mother wanted to leave the house. The Shalom Bayez was a wreck in the house. The whole house was basically imploding. This boy had so much pressure on his plate that he was cracking under the stress, Of having to worry about his parents, worry about his siblings, what's going to be parnasa, shalom bayis, marriage, divorce—all these things were weighing on his head. So the way he vented, the way he, you know, he sort of was able to to cope. And it's not advisable, obviously, but this is what he did. He 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 smoked on Shabbos. That was his that was his escape. That was his vice to be able to deal with some of the pressures on Shabbos. They came back to ifshach. They told him. He says, "You can't kick a boy like this out of yeshiva." You were prepared. Is that, would that have helped the situation, or that would have, you know, made him crash further and burn further? We can never be done somebody unless we really know much more about that person, and we don't spend the time often or maybe ever to really know somebody well enough to judge. And so, this is like a, a very good um, way of of getting into this this aspect of preparation for Yama Din, we have to change our entire mode of thinking when we see other people. When we see other people and we we look at them and they're they're not as from as we are and they're not da- they take they miss Davening a lot and they you know and they their takes about three seconds and you know and they're they're speaking Lush and Hara and they're, they're they have a little bit of a Nivalpa issue and they uh, you know they're dressing a little different, they're wearing funny t shirts and the base medication. Right away we like have like this new look at them and they like, you know, we Paskin we, Lamovis. You can't do that. Because is kal ha'adam you have to judge the entirety of man. And we can't. We're not Rabbi we're Nishraelim. Not, we don't have that ability to, to really be and see that everything is, is good by him and he's falling short. Maybe he's not. Maybe this guy, like, you know, he really should be, you know, doing drugs in, in Midtown Manhattan. The fact that he's in yeshiva altogether is a chiddish. We don't know what's going on with anybody. And so we have to look at people with, like, with, with good eyes. We have to judge people favorably and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu will judge us favorably. There's a million stories. I told you there's entire books and, and not just one. There are many books that are written just on this topic. about And, and most of it is just anecdotes and, and, and like really hard to believe things. Like things that you would not really have any way to be down the kafschos, but yet in in the truth, it was it wasn't as it seemed. It wasn't as it seemed. It's, it, it seemed one way, and it was entirely the opposite. I think the Chidush HaRim used to say that everything the Rebbeinu um gives a person there is there is a reason for it. You know, it's always there's always some 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 reason for things. So they asked him once, why does the Rebbeinu Shlom give certain people a kruma cup? A krumah means like a crooked brain. You know, sometimes a person has a very glottic and you talk to him and learning, he's like straight on, and like, you know, you can, he's like a ruler. Like his, his, the, his logic, his way of thinking is perfect. And sometimes you speak to a person it's mamish like this. Like he doesn't, like, you're, he's speaking circular logic, and it just doesn't make any sense. And you, you try to explain it to him, he just doesn't get it. And his, like, his entire way of thinking is like crumb. it's all crooked. Why does the Rabbi Hashem give people that type of brain? And maybe we all have that type of brain in a certain way. And the Chadish HaRam said that you need a krimah cup in order to be down people of kapschus. Without a krimah cup, you can't be down The kapschus. If you have a straight brain, okay, I saw two boys walking into a movie theater. So I, what do you want? From I, I have a straight cup. And, and logic dictates that, it mean, that's, that that obviously means that they are this type of boy. Really? HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave a krimah cup. Try to invert your brain, twist it to a point of non-recognition, and then you'll be able to begin the, the, the journey of down the kafskos because you need to have a krimah cup. It doesn't make sense logically. Rev Schwab, was when he was uh, just starting out as a rov in, in Washington Heights, he was walking in Manhattan. He looks into like a McDonald's. And he couldn't believe his eyes. He took a double take. He saw that one of his was eating like a, a Big Mac in McDonald's, right in mid right by the front window of the store, he almost died. If Schwab didn't know what to do. Like, should he go in and give him Musa and tell him it's not kosher or whatever? He didn't like, what do you what do? You do? And he just didn't do anything, but it would really bothered him. And every time he saw the guy, he like you know a big question mark over his head, like, why is he eating a cheeseburger? Anyway, one day, this guy was rushed to the hospital. Or if Schwab was the Rav, he had to visit this guy in the hospital. He goes in, and he says, what happened? He says, he says the Rav doesn't know I have a very, very, very severe ulcer, crazy ulcer. It's a fatal ulcer, and if it, if it starts, like... You know, activating. I'm dead. I'm literally. It's mamish pikuach nefesh. I have to eat something very often in order just to live. Otherwise, I'll. He says, Rabbi, there are times that I've been walking in Manhattan. I feel my ulcer about to. I run into a McDonald's just to be able to, to you know, to to save my life. It's pikuach nefesh. And Rosh Hashanah. oh my gosh, like, he's saying to himself, like, you know, imagine a more, you, you have to have a real criminal cup to pass McDonald's, see a guy eating there, and so on. he probably hasn't also. You to be, you're an idiot if you think that. But sometimes you've got to be an idiot, because, and my chiddish is that being down the list does not make you naive, it doesn't make you a fool, it's, it's actually the truth. Because very, very often, and cannot always you would be right to assume the better. You would be right to assume the better because people are inherently good. People are not bums. People are not bad. People are not evil. You're good people. So if your eyes happen to see something that's, that seems to be you know, wrong, there's, there's, an ex, there's a reason behind it. You just don't know the reason. But guaranteed, 99 out of 100 times, if you actually do a little research, and you ask the guy, why were you in McDonald's? I have an ulcer. There's a reason. If you don't ask and you don't do research and you just like judge, then he's always guilty. But most of the time, you know, the, that's why these stories about being down in it's not even a khidish to me. Because a yid is a yid. A yid is a good person. If a yid, you know, if you see something that's wrong and it seems like very obvious that it's wrong, it's not obvious. There's a reason that you don't know. There's so many layers to a Jew Maybe superficially, it seemed like he did something wrong, but there was a reason, or or there is background that you don't know that precipitated it. But in the big scheme of things, he's okay. And so this is something that is a major chus. Um, if we could understand these things and and really try to you know look at people with good eyes, make sure that when we see people, we 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 put aside that judgmental. Side to us that we all have, and we all like judge and make snap decisions. and Good guy, bad guy, from guy, bummy guy, uh, you know, right wing, left wing, Mizrahi, uh, you know, good though, whatever. All these labels that we give people, they're so misleading. There could be like a guy with you know, with payas and, and a stramel and whatever, and he could be a, a bank robber. There could be a guy that doesn't wear a yarmulke, you know, and he wears tight jeans or whatever, and he's the tzadikadar. You don't know you know anything about anybody, you don't know anything. And so, if we hope that the Rabbi Hashem will be done us, which is what our, that's what we're here for, then we have to start being done other people. And Shem and Natschus, Mida K'negem Mida, HaKadosh Baruch will say, I have to see this person in the best light possible. And as we're passing before him on Rosh Hashanah B'din, HaKadosh Baruch you know, will not say, ah, He did this wrong, he did that wrong. He says, I see just beauty. I see the person as being, he's trying his best under the circumstances, things are difficult for him, and I'm going to give him a passing grade because I know that he is trying to judge other people favorably as well.